Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get info on new episodes and other videos. Also, don't forget to check out my website, josenaharo.com, where all my content there is free. So let's begin. Alright guys, today we're going to do buy or pass on Visa, ticker symbol V. So today we're going to take a look at Q1 for 2019, which was their most recent earnings. Just a quick intro, all the information has been gathered from the following sources. The 10Q report, I got my charts and graphs from there, and LaceyFA.com, which we'll do later on. So just a quick episode breakdown. First, we'll begin with this PowerPoint presentation, where I'm going to present some information collected from the 10Q report. Then we'll take a look at LazyFA.com, which allows us to see these financial numbers in an easy visual manner and to help us have a better understanding of the current financial numbers. So start off the bat, we're just going to take a look at revenue. Here we can see revenue for the past three months in December 13th for 2018 and the same quarter last year, 2017. We can see revenue growth from $4.8 billion to $5.5 billion. So the company has increased revenue which is good we can see though operating expenses has also gone up it went from 1.5 billion to 1.7 billion the increase of this operating expense is all led by it's mainly led by here we can see personnel so for personnel last year was 679 million 679 um, million and this year was 807 million so this means personnel right people uh, they're probably hiring more people which is not bad. So the amount of operating expense increase compared to revenue growth is not bad. We have a higher revenue growth, which is it's good to see. We can see operating operating income is up from three point it's up it's up to three point seven billion from three point three billion. So a nice healthy increase of operating income, about 0.4 billion up. Then we have net income up to two point nine seven billion up from 2.52 billion. So one thing to notice is one of the reasons that net income has is higher is taxes team taxes seem to have gone down by 60 million. So back then last year they were paying 717 million, now they're paying 653 million. So 50 million, 60 million is not a lot to make a big dent, but it's just good to know that this company is paying less in taxes. But we seem to have seen a nice healthy increase in net income and we also seen a healthy increase in revenue growth and operating income the expenses themselves have also gone up but it's not nothing that is really tr throwing me off guard so that's good good to see the revenue operating income and net income growth all at the same time so just a quick breakdown in the revenue so here we have the revenue broken down by what they call their products they have following product service revenue data processing revenues, international transaction revenues, other revenues, and client incentives. Then we also have it broken down by country-wise. They only use U.S. and then international. Some companies like to break it down even more, but here they just have international and U.S. So we can see in products, increase in revenue in both. Well, first we'll take a look at the country. Increase in revenue in both U.S. and international so U.S. last year was 2.2 billion. This year was 2.5 billion. So an increase of about 0.3 billion 
international last year was 2.6 billion now it's almost 3 billion an increase of 0.4 billion so again both us and international are growing so that's good to see it's not it's definitely good to see both both of the sectors, U.S. and internationals, having a healthy growth, right? Because from 2.3 to 2.5, it's definitely a nice, a nice healthy growth. It's not as big as the international growth, but it's still a pretty good number. So it's good to see both U.S. and international revenues are increasing. Then if we look at their overall sales, increase in sales on all their products, but there was... That's good to see, right? So they're having, if we look at all these products, their service revenue, data processing revenues, etc. everything has increased compared to last year. So every other products, other transactions, other services are increasing and doing better. So either that being they're charging more money or just more people are using their services, doesn't matter, revenue is growing. Unfortunately, client incentives is growing, but it, it went from 1.3 billion to 1.4 billion, 1.45 billion this year. That's not a big growth compared to the to the um, 700 million net revenue growth. Having some client incentives is is good, right? So it's definitely it, it's not a it's not breaking the bank. So it's definitely good to do. So that's for the revenue breakdown. Next, we take a look at assets. In the assets, we'll take a look at total current assets. So total current assets last so unlike previously where we were looking at december of 2018 to do december of 2017 the way they present this information was differently they're showing december 31st of this year of this past year followed with september 30th so this is just a quarter before not and not a not a, a whole year quarter before and I think that might be actually better to do with assets just because I, I, I would expect assets to grow and I would, really, I would rather see them in a yearly, in a quarter to quarterly basis. So here we have total current assets. Total current assets grew from one point, uh, from 18.2 billion to 20.1 billion. And this was led mainly by a settlement receivable. Here we have settlement receivable. It went from 1.5 to 3.5. So that's an extra 1.5 billion. So it, more than half of the total assets grew, grew mainly by settlement receivable, which I don't think is that great, to be honest. I would want my assets to grow from, grow from something else and not from a settlement receivable, which is something that they're going to start receiving at some point in, in their career. Overall, total assets grew from 69.2 billion to 71.6 billion about a 1.5 billion 1.4 billion increase in total assets and again mainly led by the previous point which was the settlement receivable and like i mentioned before i don't think that should be a great thing to show that hey our assets grew by extra 1.5 billion dollars but we also did receive a settlement of one of an extra 1.5 billion compared to last quarter so to me, this is almost a wash. Their assets are pretty similar to last quarter. Next, we'll take a look at liabilities. We'll take a look at current liabilities. We have right here. So it grew from 11.3 billion of last quarter to 13.3 billion. So that's actually a pretty big increase of $2 billion. And it was led mainly by settlement payables so settlement payables again it grew 1.7 billion compared to last quarter 
and that again uh, I pretty much linked it to how I linked the settlement receivables this is not gonna be a full-time thing hopefully I'm not sure how long this settlement is for but it's not gonna be forever so 1.7 billion is a huge is a huge section of that 2 billion growth so I almost would kind of put this as a wash another reason was the client incentives which was an increase of 0.5 billion dollars but I don't mind that right revenue increase so I definitely would like to see them investing more into getting more clients to have more revenue so that was only a 0.5 billion but I think that's completely reasonable total liabilities grew from 3.52 billion to 37.5 billion again this was mainly grow, um, grown by the um, previous point the settlement because that was only an increase of about one point of 2.3 billion dollars where that 1.7 billion of settlement payables takes up most of it a quick breakdown under that the next long-term debt they have is due 2020 the company needs to pay um, 3 billion by then and after that, we can see the next payment is 2022. They have two payments of about $3.25 billion that year. As we'll see in the next thing, the company has money, has plenty of money to do repurchase of shares. I think they're doing about $8.5 billion. So this $3 billion in debt is going to be nothing for them if they have the money to buy, repurchase shares. So for me, this the debt breakdown is no issue, especially since they definitely have the money for it. So here, um, like I was mentioning, the um, shares repurchase, they have, every, it seems like every year they have some form of program of repurchase. The last was January 2018. They still have about $1.8 billion left to repurchase some shares. And now in 2019, a new program was just um, authorized to buy an extra $8.5 billion of shares. So that's almost, that's over $10 billion of of dollars they have to repurchase shares and like I mentioned they have 10 billion dollars to purchase to purchase these shares they definitely have enough money to buy to pay down that debt to buy that debt that they have about a three billion dollars worth so now we'll take a look at lazyfa.com which I mentioned will let us see all these numbers in an easy visual manner all right so here we're on lazyfa.com we're still taking a look at visa oops that's not Visa. So we'll start off with the income statement. In the income statement, we're going to take a look at everything in the quarterly basis. So here we can see, right, revenue, healthy increase overall. Cost of revenue, again, pretty healthy. But we'll take a look in a bit that revenue outweighs cost of revenue by almost a 4 to 1 ratio. Gross profit increasing this company is keeping most of its money. Here we can see earnings before income tax. Again, we have that healthy increase. And after net income and everything, so the net income after everything is paid, we still have that similar graph. So that's great to see. It means that throughout all portions from revenue to net income to operating income, we have that similar graph set up. And that means these are actual numbers, right? If we would see revenue be pretty flat and then somehow a net income, we would have an increased growth. It means that um, there's some number fudging happening somewhere. But to see a healthy increase everywhere, it's great to see. Gross profit up, net income up. So let's take a look. So earnings per basic share at its all-time high right now at 1.3. We'll take a quick 
look at the red flags that Visa has. The Lazy FA gives us this amazing thing to use. So here we'll take a look at the income statement. In the income statement, again, we'll take a look at quarterly data. And here, just like I was mentioning before, revenue outweighs that cost of revenue by a huge variable. So right, revenue was 5.5 billion where cost of revenue was only $807 million. So not even, not even a five, almost a six to one ratio. We can see gross profit increasing as well because it's the difference between revenue and cost of revenue. Here we can see the growth around percentage wise. Most of the times it does seem like cost of revenue growth is increasing at a higher pace than revenue, but that's okay because revenue is too far up to even really matter with this right now. Next, we'll take a look at gross margins versus profit margins to see if there's any crazy outliers happening right now. Gross margin seems to be pretty flat around its area right now. It's at 85%. Similar, similar years are 86%, 87% going back up to 2014. We can see 84.9%. So right now it's currently in its average. Gross um, profit margins is now, it's actually a little higher compared to its, its, its average, what it seems. Right now it's sitting at a 54.1%. That's really great. This company gets to keep 54% of its money. That's, that's, that's definitely a good product. So last year was 52.4, so an increase of 0.2 this quarter. And we can see previous quarters, 51.9, 46.4, another high one was 54.4. So we're a little above our average here of, of what the average seems to be. So that's a great thing to see. Um, red flags. So Lazy FA just shows us some red flags to keep an eye on. This is just an extra eye. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just giving us an extra pointer like, hey, guys, I recommend you guys take a look at this because this might seem a little fishy. So right now, something a little fishy, they say revenue has been strictly increasing. Um, and they do mention that this is not always the case, right? In the base case scenario, revenue should always be increasing. It should always be higher than the day before. But there always seems to be one outlier where it dips. And when it dips, that's, that makes it more normal to have at least a few quarters where it does dip. But this doesn't. This just seems to have a strictly uptrend revenue with no downtick at all. And they're saying, hey, take a look at this. But I do think uh, as the world progresses, we are having more credit cards, more transactions, more stores are opening up. So to me, this does make sense that that revenue seems to be strictly increasing. So thank you, Lacey FA, for that. And then we have a share growth. Let's just take a quick read of what this is. So we'll be right back. All right, we're back, guys. Um, so this just really shows us that the outliers in shares, astounding growth. The main thing is there's this outlier right here in 2000 and 2013 is telling us, hey, there's this crazy outlier in this year. Definitely take a look at it. But this is actually really good to see that each year, the actual shares, outstanding shares, seem to decrease by a small percentage. And this is due to their buyback program. So and we can see here, all right, and these are also some, some, some outliers that trigger this alarm. But if we look at the annual data, it seems to be like a three 
two percent um that it, this company seems to buy back the amount of shares and reduces the share so that's actually a great thing to see all right so next we'll take a look at the balance sheet in the balance sheet again we'll take a look at quarterly data since we're looking at q1 total assets increase you see that big jump in these previous years we have that same similar slope growth in total liabilities i wonder if this is when the settlement happened that we looked at because if you saw the settlement one part would be liabilities one part would be assets so this might be a section of it here so we can see a healthy increase right now we're sitting at a 71.1 71.6 billion dollars of total assets and about 37.56 billion dollars of total liabilities and here we can see it's almost it's a two to one ratio assets to liabilities which is good to see i like to have a company that has strong assets total debt has increased and has remained pretty flat at 16.63 billion dollars this company has definitely not paid off much of its debt at all but we know this company has the money so i wonder if it's just going to pay big chunks all at once receivables this company does have to seem to have a small uptrend of outside the outside the outliers of an uptrend compared to previous quarters in the overall i'm not taking a look at the outliers right now and same with payables but i just want to take a one-on-one -on -one ratio to see where we're at receivables are at 4.53 payables are at 4.01 so that's almost a one-to-one -one ratio here we're taking a look at cash and cash equivalents again it seems besides the outliers we take away the outliers it seems to have this healthy uptrend which is great to see and right now we're sitting at about 9.79 billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents and just for those that don't know cash and cash equivalents are either it's either cash or any assets that can be liquidized i think in less than 90 days so that's pretty fast um, with some monetary value so like i this money is enough to pay off let's say this company just wants to use its cash and cash equivalents to pay off its three billion debt that we saw that is due by 2020 this company can easily do that next again we'll take a red look at the red flags from lazy fa and we'll take a look at the balance sheet so here in the balance sheet again we'll take a look at the total assets versus liabilities and we can see it's almost a two to one ratio shareholder equity does seem to be increasing over time it does have that nice healthy uptrend and it just, it's not we do have some times where it dips down and pulls back up so that's great to see assets versus liability growth we can see here that in 2000 this is when they took out that that and that's when the hugest total liability growth grew and pretty sure we're going to get a red flag from this year which is 2000 and the end of 2015 when the company grew its total liabilities from 10 billion to 16 billion to 25 billion um, which was that 16 billion debt that it grew so here this is one of my favorite things to take a look at and this is the asset distribution and the uh, liability distribution so unfortunately here we can see that a majority of the assets 63.3 63.55% of the assets are intangibles um, another healthy number is 15% the second highest is cash and cash equivalents at 9.79 billion dollars so intangibles I don't like to see that as mainly for the company assets but being that this isn't really a product company this company doesn't really sell products it sells more services it does 
makes sense that intangibles would be its main assets now that I think about it. Its liability distribution, a huge portion of it is that non-current debt, which equals up to 16.63 billion. And we checked in the previous PowerPoint presentations that 3 billion of that is a, a debt that needs to pay back by 20. 2020 and then the 3.5 billion needs to be paid back by 2022 but this company has no current debt doesn't have to worry about anything then we can see payables being a nice huge portion and tax, tax liabilities so again the non-current debt doesn't really doesn't really scare me and here i would just like to do a little more research on the intangibles but again this is looking good here we have some red flags we have a nice amount of red flags First red flag is just telling us that revenue, that liability growth is growing at a faster rate than assets. And we see the main reason was for that total liability growth in late 2016. Next, we have overweight and intangible assets. And this is just telling you, hey, guys, just take a look at intangible assets. They're worth, at, they're worth more than 30% of the total assets. The next flag is outliers in debt. So it's just telling us that total debt has grown in a huge portion, right? Into late 2015, this company had zero debt. Now it's sitting at 16. It grew, it grew a huge amount of debt in just the previous quarter. So it's just telling us, take a look at that. Now it's just telling us the growth rate of that debt. So that's definitely great to see, but it's stuff we did already mention. Finally, well, not finally. Next, we'll take a look at cash flow statement. And here, I really only care about one thing, and that's my net cash flow from operations. This is cash flow from its everyday use, and we can see it's at a healthy number. If we take away some of the outliers, it does seem to have a healthy uptrend going on. Right now, it has about $3.29 billion of, of cash flow from operations. And the final thing is just some metrics. We'll take a look at price to earnings ratio it's at a pretty low compared to previous quarters sitting at a 28.374 but that was when these earnings were reported obviously this was when the stock market was going down so you can easily do your calculations by going to the income statement and doing the current price divided by the current earnings debt to equity ratio we can see unfortunately has increased but it seems to be almost close to a one-to-one -one ratio, and that's not, not a bad thing. And then current ratio here, you can also read that. So just quick overview, right? Income statement, uh, I definitely, I think, already know the answer that I'm going to choose for this episode. Income statement, revenue, everything steady income straight from revenue to net income. Cost of revenue is higher, but it's making no dent in that revenue. So for me, income statement is giving me a buy. Balance sheet, we have total assets being a two to one ratio compared to liabilities. Total debt, we saw that it has had a growth, even though it's not paying back. This company has till 2020 to pay its first long-term debt. And this company has plenty of money to purchase for it. It has plenty of cash and cash equivalents that we mentioned. It's been a healthy increase in the quarterly base. Receivables and payables are almost the one to one ratio where I seem to keep, um, take them out. 
we see a, a huge portion of this total liabilities is the total debt and like we mentioned this company has enough cash to pay the next debt itself net cash flow from operations are doing good in a quarterly basis we are always seem to be in the positive next we'll just take a look a quick look back at a powerpoint presentation to take a look at what we saw just a quick overview so right we mentioned revenue throughout revenue increasing um revenue breakdown increasing all products from other products have a healthy increase and also an increase in u.s and international sales assets pretty flat the total liability is pretty flat like we mentioned we talked about the debt breakdown another great thing is this repurchase of shares they do have about 10 billion dollars right now to purchase back sh shares and we saw from the standing share growth that this company actually buys back about two to three percent on average in the past few few years so to me i will definitely give visa a buy i'm actually going to take a look at them real quick and see what what kind of purchase i can do maybe a long-term option or some stock purchase just to hold all right guys i hope you guys enjoyed that episode it was a little longer i did make it into a joint everything together so you guys can just have the whole flow of information at once like now that you guys have this information would you buy or would you buy our pass on visa i definitely would like to know on the comments below like i mentioned this was a long episode but i definitely put a lot of information in less than 30 minutes so don't forget to subscribe to get more episodes like this make make sure to post down comments on feedback if you guys like something what i what didn't you like just to help make these episodes better again make sure to subscribe and also check out my website josenaharo.com where i'm gonna start posting these powerpoint slides soon enough so you guys can just look at them so have a good day guys see you next time and take care